You're listening to The Dugout. This is episode 52 with Stanford head coach Dave Esker. We have got a great show for you today. I'm very excited. Um, but before we get to our, our guest today, Coach Dave Esker, I really wanted to talk to you, all of you about what College Baseball Match has to offer. Uh, we seek to provide information and education about the college recruiting process, all while interviewing the top college coaches in the nation, as well as other baseball personalities. If you haven't already done so, feel free to drop by our website, collegebaseballmatch.com, sign up for a free profile, and get the information you need to make the most out of your recruiting experience. Enjoy the show. Coach Esker, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks. Great to be here. Um, I wanted to start kind of by talking about, uh, rather than me do your bio for you, if you could kind of walk us through um, your career kind of up until this point, just briefly. Um, you know, you started as a player at Stanford and, and kind of ha- where, where did your career kind of take you from there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I played here at Stanford in 1983 to 87. Um, fortunate enough, I was, I was a shortstop on, on the first national championship here at Stanford and then uh, played professional baseball for four years in the minor leagues, just traveling all the A leagues. Um, and then, you know, was lucky enough to get an opportunity to coach here. Coach Marquis while I was still in the minor leagues, asked me if I was interested in coaching and would I join the staff and, you know, fast forward, you have to think about your future and what you want to do. And, you know, I probably wasn't fast tracked to the major league. So um, a career in coaching was something I felt like I, le- I needed to at least investigate and, 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 and see where I could take it. So I came on staff here at Stanford and coached for six years as the, an assistant coach and a hitting coach. And then, uh, and then one of the hardest decisions I made is when I left Stanford and, and I left for Pepperdine University, where I was the head assistant there for three years. Um, mm-hmm. And then got the opportunity to be the head coach at Cal Berkeley and was at the University of California, Berkeley for 18 years before, you know, being able to come back home to, to my alma mater. Yeah, I'm sure that was quite the experience. Uh, you became the 21st head coach in Stanford history. Um, and then especially to kind of fill the shoes of your former head coach, I'm sure was a surreal feeling. Yeah. You know, that's, that's somebody who I'm extremely close with and, and have obviously the utmost respect, uh, you know, the best in his profession and, and just a real mentor and uh, an example to me on, on one, how to, how to coach and two, how to just kind of how to lead your life. And so I, you know, I was really uh, honored to be, uh, to take over for him. And, and again, like I said, to come back to, my school, my home, my university, a school that I have such strong feelings for. And, um, God, it's, it's been, it's been great. And then, you know, you come back and you, you know, you had, you do have some big shoes to fill, of course. And it seems like you, you did really well in your first year. Um, you know, you, the team captured the PAC 12 championship, uh, you know, you yourself garnered the PAC 12 coach of the year award, um, so clearly, you know, I would say by all accounts, it was a very successful first season. I know you guys probably didn't finish how you would have liked to, but um, I'd say it was definitely a strong start. Um, what did you do to kind of prepare for this last season? And, and what do you think was the key to uh, some of your successes? Well, we inherited a great, uh, a, a great roster and we had, we had, we had good players uh, who were hungry and, uh, 
who had, you know, had faced some disappointment the year before and kind of took that to heart and had a chip on their shoulder. And they really wanted to uh, be Pac-12 champions and, and take it on to the postseason. And again, we didn't play in the postseason like we would have liked. But, uh, you know, I, that season was marked with just a, a team with just great camaraderie and brotherhood and, and um, you know, played really well on the field. And we were led by some great players who are no longer with us. You know, Nico Horner, who was our shortstop, and Chris Bubich, right. a weekend starter, as well as Tristan Beck. And we had a great first-year player. Uh, um, or a senior last year, Bo Branton, who was, who was, who was, uh, you know, just had a great senior year and, and really was kind of a, uh, a pivotal point of our season. I was reading, um, in our, an article when you first took over and you instituted some changes while keeping a lot of the culture the same. And, you know, some of those changes are you brought technology into, I think, how you guys go about doing your business, um, particularly with, uh, you know, tracking technologies and things like that. Um, are you uh, a strong proponent, you would say, of of advanced uh, analytics and statistics as far as how you run your own program? I think so. You know, I, I've always been kind of an out of out of the box thinker. You know, and and in the past, technology has been out of the box. You know, how to use numbers to help train your players and give them feedback, and you know, try to calibrate their performance into a level that's successful. So now, now, you know, technology is mainstream. So, you know, uh, uh, it's just part of the game. And a lot of it has to do with just how do you train your players and what kind of information can you give them? And, you know, at Stanford University, you should be on the cutting edge of technology and, right. and training. <laughs> and so we kind of pride ourselves in really trying to knock on that door a little bit. And, and, and even now, just try to think beyond on how we can use some of these tools and equipment to help us better train our players. And, get them ready to play at the highest level and, you know, and again, just try to track their performance and keep them uh, at a high level. That's great. Um, turning a little bit to, I think, your specific program, um, and I think you have unique insight to kind of go over some of this stuff as both a former player at Stanford as well as now the head coach. Um, can you walk us through what a day in the life of one of your players looks like? Yeah, you know, uh, it's interesting. You're different, obviously, from the fall to the season time. Um, you know, usually our players are probably on a three day a week weight training program. Um, for us, you know, because of the class or class time and class schedule, it usually is fairly flexible. They either go in at 6 a.m. in the morning or have time, a, a 1 a, a 1 p.m. uh, time slot in the afternoon to, to get their strength training in. That's, a, that's a real important part of our program. Um, I think that's something that Stanford's kind of been known for is to be, is to be physical and and have strength and uh nowadays in training it's just it's it's kind of a must right and I know when I played in college weightlifting wasn't uh, uh a huge part of the uh, of the program necessarily and now um it's it's part of everyday life right it's part of their maintenance it's part of yeah. their uh preseason their postseason I don't think I lifted a weight and played baseball until I was a professional and now we've got, right. you know, 18 year old kids. So that's part of their day. So it usually starts off, you know, three days a week with the weightlifting. And then, and then they, and then they've got class commitment and we have to be fairly flexible as far as, uh, them making sure they get their classes in and we don't try to interfere and we can't interfere with major choices. Uh, sometimes it does conflict with practice and we've got to work around it. I've got a great staff who are ready and willing to make sure that none of the kids uh, miss any of their training. 
if they have to, you know, be a little bit late or or miss some practice time. So uh, that flexibility and, and having a staff that's 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 capable of picking up the slack is 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 a big deal. So their class commitments will will take them throughout, uh, you know, different days and different parts of the day. Um, mm-hmm. And practice usually for us has to start right around three thirty. You know, uh, uh, that's a that's a bit of a change. I think classes have encroached a little bit more and more into the afternoon. But we've got to deal with it. We've got lights, and we can we can practice into the evening, and uh, that's that's fine. But uh, we're we're pretty accommodating as far as them making sure they get the classes they need uh, to graduate. You know, Coach Marcus left this program with an incredible legacy of graduating all their players, uh, not only on time, but many of them early, uh, getting them getting them a chance and getting them ready to you know if they're going to sign a pro contract. Many of them have graduated in three years and two quarters, or even three years and one quarter. And, wow. you know, with a with a virtually 100 percent graduation rate. So we take great pride in that. And, you know, not only that graduating your student athletes, but playing baseball at the highest level. Yeah, I'm sure it's more than a full time job when you balance school and academics at Stanford and, and then the athletic commitment. Um, I, I assume there are a lot of resources, as you mentioned, your own staff, um, as well as there, I'm sure there's academic support. Um, and do you guys do study hall hours, anything like that? You know, I, I, I don't, and typically even in all my years of coaching, uh, I won't, I won't install a study hours unless it's necessary, unless somebody, unless right. it feels, feels like there is a need or somebody is underachieving or, uh, and, and I haven't had to do that. Now, typically, uh, in my earlier years, it would be for freshmen, you know, and they would earn their way off right. of study hours in the sense that once they started, uh, showing some competency in their, in their academics, then. Obviously, we felt like they could probably handle it on their own um, at Stanford. Um, haven't had that. I don't think they've had study hours. But again, we're we're paying attention and we're paying attention to see if there's a need for um, any any academic help. You know, usually when you're dealing with high high achieving academic kids, um, you know, a lot of times there's a stigma to it, right? So in high school, the kids who needed help are the ones who are having trouble. Well, that's not that's not that's not so true at a Stanford or a Cal or a Harvard or a Yale. The ones who are asking for help are the ones that are aspiring to go to graduate school. I mean, they want to do well in school so they can get to the next level. So a little bit people who reach out are, are, are aspiring to get that high grade or, you know, get an A or a high B um, to put on their resume so they can get into grad school. Yeah, no, that's that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, what do you like most about the Stanford campus uh, or, or facility? You know what I, what I like? I like the energy that that's around here, right? Um, I think my wife mm-hmm. put it best, and she she didn't come to Stanford, um, but she said when you're around the Stanford campus, you just have this energy that there's going to be people around you and things in place that are just, they're going to support you and help you uh, reach your dreams and goals, and you feel supported. Uh, you feel like there's an energy of uh, again outside the box thinkers, and and where where kind of history is made, right? And, and you know, there's a bunch of achievers around you. Uh, I think there's a humbleness around that, you know, where, uh, you know, everyone around you can do something well, but I think, uh, I think there's a humility that's here that that's also refreshing. And that seems like that's a campus wide phenomenon. Clearly there's a lot of, uh, high, highly successful individuals that not only, uh, attend Stanford, but also teach and take part in the community. So that's really great to hear. Um, what makes Stanford baseball so special? Well, it's a program that was built 
obviously by Coach Mark Marquis, and I know that he took on the challenge that that people didn't think that you could uh, uh, be high academic achievers and play at the highest level of college baseball. Uh, felt like it was maybe uh, didn't go hand in hand, and he proved them wrong. And, and he proved them that yeah. if you get the right people and the right type of baseball player who can do well in the classroom, uh, who really challenge themselves for excellence no matter what they're doing, whether it's in the classroom or on the baseball field, and you uh, you know you look for that kid who has got a little grit to him, uh, has a little toughness, and is competitive, that you can play baseball at the highest level and you can do it for a really long time and. I think coach did a great job of continuing to find those same type of people um, that would, you know, that would continue to prosper in his program. And, and again, that's, that's just part of our, our goal here is to kind of carry the torch and keep this program moving in the same direction that he had it going for 40 years. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the dugout a college baseball match podcast. If you want to know more information, visit our website at www.collegebaseballmatch.com. You feel free to build a profile if you haven't already done so. Um, You're entitled to understand what the recruiting process is all about, and that's what we seek to do. We want to give you the information you need at the right time in order to make the best decision possible. Um, So if you're finding that you are having trouble in the recruiting experience and recruiting process, try us out. Uh, That's www.collegebaseballmatch.com or feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels. That's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or even email us at support at collegebaseballmatch.com. And we're happy to give you uh, any help you need or answer any questions you may have. 